Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Small Town Camera. This episode we get to visit with Brad Barlow and cover a bunch of different topics. We mainly talk about Brad's unique approach to senior portraits, his marketing strategy, as well as how to stay bold and true to your voice as a photographer. Thanks for listening. Hey Brad. Hey, John. Thanks for making me feel special. <laughs> I'm just glad you're willing to be on the podcast today. That's weird for me because I've, I've listened to photography podcasts for a long time. And I've been, on a, I've been on a podcast. I don't think it was a photography podcast. I can't remember which one it was now. But anyway, I've been on a podcast before. And it was weird listening back and being like, I'm a guest on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a, a novelty item. I, when I tell people, yeah, I have a podcast, they're like, you have a podcast? And it's, like, yeah, I do. It's cooler. It's funny because you'd think that like when it first, the concept first came out, that that would be as big as it would get. Oh, yeah. And it would only go get lame from there. Yeah. But the concept of podcasts, I feel like is just now becoming mainstream. Very much so. I think as... Uh, as and to we- anybody who loves podcasts, they're going to go, what is this guy? I know he's a joker. He doesn't know. He's- <laughs> no, no, I promise you, I've been listening to podcasts for, yeah. I don't even know how long, 10 years or whatever. I don't know. But since I had an iPod. But- I'm an avid uh, like uh, podcast listener, but I'm also like a talk radio guy. And I always yeah. have been. Like ever since I was in high school, I just, I don't know when I'm driving, I drive for work a lot. And so yeah, having yeah. a conversation going in the car with me just kind of keeps me from like going crazy because i could listen to music for hours but you only time for the so songs. many when, yeah. you, when you listen to songs you time it you like yeah. you think i've okay i've been mowing the lawn for this long <laughs> now whereas with podcasts everything flies by when you're listening to a podcast absolutely one thing i was going to yeah. tell you because i know that you are um i don't want to say a gadget geek because it's so much more than that um uh but because i know that you are fascinated with video production and, and all that stuff and you get oh, really yeah. good at it and you learn it I would say resist the temptation to ever make this a video podcast. I have thought about it. Even just yesterday, I was thinking about it. And this morning, I like I had I got some new LED lights. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what if we just did like the first one with Brad as like the first video podcast? I could just test it out. And I just got the new Zhiyun uh, uh, Smooth Q, like the little gimbal for oh, your cool. phone. Cool. And so... I'm like, yeah, I could put that on a tripod and that's my humble opinion. But I don't want to do a. I'm I'm just not pretty enough for video, Brad. For me, it's this: (laughs) think about the user, the listener, the viewer experience. Yeah, who wants to sit and watch even a nice looking set, right? uh, Right. For for an hour a week versus I will find time to listen to your podcast every episode, right? Because I because I drive. Anybody yeah. who drives or who works out or whatever, there's plenty of time for audio podcasts. And I just, I'm, I'm like, unless you're really got something amazing going on, mm-hmm. how is a video podcast fitting into somebody's life? It's, I mean, I don't have time for Game of Thrones. Yeah, competing with YouTube too. Yeah, I mean, there's some really elaborate YouTube shows and like people traveling all over the world. And I just don't think that I would be able to reach that level of content to really make it worth people's while. If but. you change your mind, I won't. I, I won't. It's challenge. okay. You won't be. You won't be mad. But I promise you, it's it's really not looking good as far ah. as a video podcast. But um, so I mean, we've we've we now know what your voice sounds like. Who are you? Uh, okay, 
man, I could go on. That's a really I could, deep question. I could, and I could go too deep because <laughs> I, I, I say way too much and then I slap myself for going, shut up, Brad. Um, so I am a, a, a you know kid when I was a, a kid. I'm, I'm somebody who wants to create something or perform something and have people watch it and 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 enjoy it yeah and uh i i'll be honest and tell me i'm great <laughs> yeah <laughs> need a little bit of attention yeah That's yeah right. yeah I, I absolutely yeah so what do you do for work i mean obviously i know what you do but... yeah um i i have for uh, 20 years been on broadcast radio on on a music radio station and a top 40 music radio station. And I, for the same reason as I like photography, just like I said, wanting to perform, wanting right. to, wanting to be, and I heard you say this in a previous episode, wanting to be part of the rock and roll scene, but not being a musician. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, so that was probably a big part of it. But I, yeah, I do a, I do a, a, a morning show on a, on a music radio station. So you think of like a, uh, Z100 New York or Q10 something. Kiss FM. Yeah, exactly. LA, that that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of show. Gotcha. Hey, the Morning Zoo. Yeah, you know, it's the Morning Zoo. That that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up listening to your show in the morning on the way to school. So I, I yeah. hear that a lot. The yeah. older I get, the more I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I listen to podcasts more than terrestrial radio, yeah. but. Yeah. Or, or satellite radio, for that matter. Because you can get exactly what you want. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you just kind of tune it in and whatever mm-hmm. song you're feeling like or Spotify or whatever. So, well, obviously, this is a, a, a camera-based podcast. Yeah. So how did you pick up a camera? When did that start? You know, when I think about when I w- was like, I want to be a photographer, you know, not only do I want to take pictures and print pictures and enjoy pictures, I want to be a photographer. I think of... There's probably more than this, but I'll give you two examples. One is a publication in our town called Idaho Falls Magazine. And when that came out, there was some really... I wish that I knew who some of those original photographers... It wouldn't be too hard for me to find out, but who some of those photographers were in those first few episodes or or, uh, issues. Because when I saw pictures of, of my town, of downtown Idaho Falls, in Idaho Falls Magazine, I looked at it and thought, that's my town. That looks awesome. Yeah. And it made me think it's, this is awesome photography, you know, because it's the town that's, that is, there's a street corner and an outdoor patio restaurant that I've walked by, you know, dozens of times, if not a hundred times and never thought one way or the other about how charming and how cool it looked. And here's a photographer that just showed me, you know, and so that made me fascinated with photography. Another one was, oh, this kills me that I don't know who this person is. I was at the fair with my fiance, I believe, at the time. I think she was my fiance at the time, now my, now my wife. And we were going through the photography at the fair. Our, our, our state fair has a photography competition. And we went through and we saw this one person's work that I was like, wow, that is really real. And it was in black and white. It was shot on film. And it, I think a lot of it was wedding photography. I was like, I want that person to shoot our wedding pictures. And we hired that girl uh, to shoot our wedding pictures. I think she said it was the last one she was ever going to do. Wow. Um, and when she was done, she gave us the rolls of film and and waved. You know, she didn't. Yeah. That, that was it. So I think we paid like $400 or something like that. I mean, it might have been three, might have been five. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I loved her work 
because it was just it was really real uh uh and and i was like i want to take pictures like her i want to take pictures like i see in idol falls magazine i want to take pictures like this girl that took our wedding pictures and i i even was having a conversation with another photographer yesterday about this where you're really hiring an eye that's really mm-hmm. what you're hiring when you hire a wedding photographer but and hopefully people realize that yeah because a lot of times people will go I'm hiring uh, somebody who takes pictures with a camera, and I want them to look like this other person's pictures. Exactly. It's when you, and it's it's rare, but it's when you get that that customer that that goes, do your thing, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I I hired you because I like your work. Yeah. I, I do do your thing. That beautiful things can happen. Those are my favorite clients Th- for sure. That's what I recommend that a, a client be like. My my. Um, for them, not for you, the photographer, but for them, the customer. You'll yeah. get better work if you just trust your artist. Uh, my my daughter commissioned um, a, a drawing artist to do a silly caricature of of her and her friend. These are fourteen year old girls, right? But we hired somebody for twenty five bucks to draw a caricature of her and her friend for a birthday present. And I said to my daughter, "Let her do her thing. Tell her I I." When she says, "Do you, what do we want it to look like?" Just say, "I kind of want it to look like this, but I want you to do your thing because you'll get better your work version of when it." When you yeah. let when you let an artist do their thing, yeah. Uh, let me say one more thing that, that that I wanted when when I first started taking pictures, or that I was inspired by, Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, Duh. so many, yeah. so many guys, Just, and that's probably not fair for me to say, but so so many um, rock star photographer yeah. wannabes right. uh, uh, would love to shoot the cover of Rolling Stone or be on tour with a band or, you know, whatever. And and I wanted to, I just wanted to take pictures of my kids mm-hmm. that looked like the behind the scenes tour photos look like in Rolling Stone magazine. Like here is, um, you know, the killer's um, uh, drummer on a smoke break yeah he might not smoke I don't right know. but uh, <laughs> but that kind of photo but of my kids i wanted photos like that awesome. so that's why i started taking them that's why i learned that's a really interesting uh viewpoint and reason to start you know i started totally backwards for, from that and from mo- where most people start i picked it up because it's it's techy and it's fun yeah, and it's yeah. creative but it was also like because i wanted to make money mm-hmm I didn't really get into it for the right reason. Luckily, I stumbled into it long enough that I found the right reason, and I actually fell in love with it and it became a passion. But yeah, the initial start was because I just thought it was just fun. You know, with, I just thought it was interesting. With uh, definitely with the radio side of things, I've more than once heard people say, "I got this job because I didn't want a real job." Yeah, I didn't want. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wanted. I yeah, I just I wanted to play all the time and and get paid for it. And yeah, there there's. There's a little bit of that. There's too. an element to it, yeah, for sure. With photography, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you specialize in, photography-wise. Um, I I want to just take pictures, like I said, of of things the way they are. I don't want to I don't want to move anything on the set. You know, if there is a a, a bottle of bleach that you can read the title of it or whatever i might spin it around you know so that doesn't jump out but i don't want i don't want to change what i'm looking at i want it to be what it is and i want to take a picture of it just how it is and i want to take a picture of when i uh, collaborate with my subjects and they go what should i wear one of the things i often say is i want you to wear what you would wear if you weren't getting your picture taken today Uh, and and that's not for everyone 
There's right. a lot of people that go, uh, no. Yeah. No. no. When I want, <laughs> if I'm getting my picture taken, I want it to be the very best me that it can possibly be. Feel free to Photoshop whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's definitely people who feel that way, but, but I'm not their photographer. I want yeah. everything to be super real. I will do my best with lighting uh, and and mild positioning, posing, mild sure. posing yeah. to to get something flattering out, out of them. But for the most part, I want to keep it pretty real. As far as subject matter, though, you uh, you mainly photograph like high school seniors. It right? ends up being seniors. You know, when I first started B2X photo, um, I I and I still say this. Bold and True Music and Sports Photography by Brad Barlow. So I used the words music and sports, even though it extends beyond that. But the spirit, when you think of the spirit and the energy of of musicians and athletes, that's the kind of passion for what someone's doing that I I am going after. And so what... Uh, musicians and and athletes are you going to find in a town of 60,000 people or whatever right. we are yeah high school you know you're not going to find too many touring bands you're not going to find not many uh, many <laughs> training um college even mm-hmm. or professional athletes you know we've got a semi-pro semi-pro baseball team pro baseball team we've got a pro baseball yeah. team it's just a minor league right you know? right uh but but, uh, yeah, the opportunities to shoot athletes and musicians is mainly going to come from high school seniors. Yeah. So that ends up being what I do the most. Right. Well, and you do a great job of it. I just just wanted to make sure everybody kind of knew where you where you landed yeah. on the scale of what you like to take pictures I, of. Because you're not a wedding photographer. I don't do weddings. Yeah. I, I very rarely take family pictures. I don't do baby pictures. Uh, other than just for friends and family, and even then, not a whole lot. Uh, and and it by no means is it like sick. I don't want to do. Uh, oh, I hate, that, that would be lame. It's not. It's just like I I won't do a great job because uh, I I won't love it. Yeah, it's you know, it's not in the spirit of why I'm doing this. I love seeing yeah. other people's great wedding photos, but but you won't get great wedding photos out of me because I will be I won't connect to it like you yeah. need to. Yeah. Well I think that's kind of a, a key thing, especially for somebody's wedding day when it's Oh yeah. When there's no do overs. I mean you can do a do over on a senior shoot, luckily. Oh but, yeah, that's a big that's a big yeah. part of it. Yeah. So what are some challenges do you find in specializing in something like you do? I mean, do you have people that kind of object to kind of your your approach? Like when you're saying, you know, you're not my kind of client, essentially, when when you don't want to do all the Photoshop world and you want to mm-hmm. keep things real. Like, what kind of reaction do you get from people for that? I don't get that a lot with my seniors. Um, I think because I only put out into the world, I might take a gorgeous photo of a gorgeous person, and I will say to myself, that is the last picture that I need to put on my social media and on my website because the phone will ring for people wanting a picture. Yeah, like <laughs> you're like this isn't really worth the direction I want to go. No, and that no disrespect to I I mean I have a lot obviously I have a lot of there since it's young people I have a lot of beautiful people that I've I've taken pictures of but I'm talking about something that just looks dreamlike right. and looks. Um, that you'd use the word beautiful instead of awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 uh, 
I don't put that out. And since I don't put that out there, I really don't get that many people that, that, that want that from me. You know, the, um, laying on the ground with the hair flowing uh-huh. in all directions or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of people like the coming crazy to sunset me. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that want yeah. that. So I haven't really had to deal with it. Oh, that's good. That's good. I do get people calling and saying, hi, do you do family pictures? And I don't get much pushback when I say, you know what? I don't, but I've got a list of photographers uh-huh. that I love that I'll send you. Yeah, and I think people, if they like your work, they'll probably trust your opinion on yeah. where to send people. So so why Bold and True? You've told me more than once uh, that you've trademarked Bold and yeah, True, yeah. <laughs> which I think is pretty awesome. I, I, I think that is only valid in the state of Idaho and only for photographers. So if somebody oh, okay. wanted to use it for um, a motorcycle <laughs> brand or whatever, they could, they could absolutely okay, do it. Okay, so there are limitations to the, yep, yep. To um, the trademark. I, that's the other thing. I wanted my positioning to my my yeah my title my slogan to make someone hopefully in two words go oh that's not what i want i I think i think i market myself in a way to send people away more than i do to (laughs) to attract people because i don't want to tell people no i really right yeah I i mean well and what you're putting out into the world for the most part is very consistent across the board and mm-hmm. so you probably get people that are into whatever you're putting out there yeah yeah and, and so yeah i wanted i wanted it uh, i w- i hoped that the word true would translate to not photoshopped realism yeah, yeah. gotcha okay well i like it i, I mean i zap zits all day you yeah. know what i'm saying sure. I, I mean th- those kinds of things but as far as like i don't even know how to like hey the, what's the what's the thing that people always say to you hey can like, you make can me make look a little skinnier exactly yeah. a little skinnier everybody I'm says like, sure that. i just tell them i put the skinny lens on i, I right <laughs> i don't even know how to do that and and you probably say it's easy dude it is and, and it really I, is. I don't even know how to do it and i don't want to know yeah it's just it's just one little tool throw you know go on youtube and type in how to make somebody skinny in photoshop and it'll pop right up so um, so, so yeah, bold and true was to was to uh, send people away who would want otherwise. Otherwise, got it, gotcha. So as far as uh, best practices right now for what's helping your business succeed, I, I would say in our area that I know of, and I don't have the best uh, finger on the pulse of what is happening in our photo industry in our area right mm-hmm. now. I mm-hmm. just am unplugged a little bit from it now, but. Uh, I would say you're probably one of the busier senior photographers that I know of. Yeah, I, I would. I guess I would say that. I, I, know, I would say it's, there's probably ten or something. Yeah, you know? uh, and there's probably how many photographers? Oh, in there's area? hundreds. <laughs> right, there's hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably aware of of ten or fifteen that are that are busy, and I would yeah. say that I'm one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my so so let me make sure I understand the question. Like so, how do you stay busy? How do you? Yeah, I, what is what is helping you uh, be s- successful? And obviously, successful can mean a lot of things. But in your mind, what is helping you be successful as a photographer right now? Um, give give the work that you want to get paid to create. Yeah. Um, sometimes you are going to do work that isn't your heart and soul uh, because you got to, you know, 
get yeah, 200 eat. bucks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, dude, right now, I'm not having to do that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not taking any jobs that, that I don't love. So, but, but I, but I just wanted to put that out there. If you need to take a job that you don't love because you're trying to get 200 bucks to make the car payment or whatever, right. take it, but do not market it. Yeah. Don't market the the work that you that your heart and soul was. You don't like wake up in the morning and go. I can't wait to shoot this. It, that gets tricky because you don't want to hurt to any of your customers' feelings. Like, hey, how come you didn't post mine? Yeah. on social media. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I can totally relate to that. Only because I did the opposite when I first started my business. I put every single session. I just wanted people to know that I was shooting all the yeah. time. That you know, I was the guy that just would get any, anything Man, and everything everywhere. done. Yeah, he's everywhere. He does everything, and it did come back to bite me because it's the like the phone starts ringing. Yeah, because it's like, oh, will you do that? I mean, will you do that for me? And it's like, ugh, I just got done with that. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I did that because I needed to pay rent or whatever. So I hear you. Take a little, have a little faith that that you can make it shooting, or have a lot of faith. That you can make it shooting exactly what you want to shoot and only put that out into the world. And if no one has hired you this week to shoot the thing that you wish you were shooting, connect with someone and do it for free. And, and uh, you know, offer them, you know, you know, a couple high-res downloads or if you want to offer them a print, whatever you want to do. But do exactly the work that you wish you were getting paid for for free. Put it out into the world. And someone will go, I love that. I want that. I will pay you for that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's absolutely my answer. Create what you wish you were getting paid to create for free. Awesome. And, and I think that's how most people should start. I wasn't very clear in my first episode when I was talking about how I, how I would recommend people get started. But that's, that's kind of how you get started. You do stuff for free. You build portfolio. And if you don't have enough of a demand out in the world that you're the guy for that thing, then I think you just yeah. need to put more of it out there so yeah. people understand and that you're only that person. That. Yeah, that and only that. Um, I can't remember what you said on that topic. I've listened to all the episodes. I love it, by the way. The show is – I will listen to every show. It, is, it has been a joy to drive around and, and hear how I am like – Stephanie Stoddard, is that her name? How yeah. I'm like Stephanie Stoddard, how I'm different than Stephanie Stoddard. Is there something I should, uh, does she have a, a, a little tool that she's using that I didn't know about? Yeah. Like I didn't know about the Instagram plugin mm-hmm. uh, for Lightroom. I didn't know that Instagram let anybody post without using their own their app. app. Yeah, I didn't know that that existed. So that's th- been really cool. I think they've let go of some things initially just to stay relevant and stay yeah. competitive. But yeah, I mean... I was I was also talking with another photographer the other day. I'm trying to line up some more episodes as we go, but uh, there are. I, I feel like as photographers, we're a little bit isolated. You know, we're we're the only ones creating what we're creating, and mm-hmm. we're the only ones behind the computer at the end of the day publishing what we're doing. Yeah, and there's not like a huge camaraderie between all the professionals. Everybody's very cordial and very nice, mm-hmm. but we're in this by ourselves, and yeah. so. I feel like this podcast is really a good way to connect all of those professional type people or people that are just striving to kind of make 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 a go of this. And Stephanie said connect. something about that. She said something like, um, that's not where the world is at. I'm going to probably word it my own way, but it, but it, this is what I heard her say. The, it's about sharing right now. Yeah. It's, it's not about keeping secrets right now. Oh, yeah. The, you, you will not be successful 
uh, uh, keeping your vision a secret. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more successful sharing it, and and uh, you'll you'll help the other person. No one wants to make exactly the same art that you want to make, right? So you don't have to be worried that somebody is going to uh, get more popular than you. Because let's say that that they that they that they even do it first. That someone goes, oh, this bold and true guy. Oh man, he looks like he's doing pretty good. I bet you I could do better than him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe they could right up front, but I bet you they're gonna get bored because they're gonna go, "This isn't in my heart." Yeah, I, I, I did what he was doing because I saw that he was that his phone was ringing. But now that my phone's ringing, it's ringing with what I don't want to do. Yeah, and I'm I don't bored. Wanna, exactly. Yeah. So, so I say put all the ideas out there, um, copy all the ideas out there, and you will. Filter out the ones that aren't you, and you'll keep a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and boom, there's your style. There you go. Awesome. I like how you said that. Um, As far as, I mean, I have never met someone like you that markets the way that you do. I thought that I was pretty good at marketing. I, You know why I thought you were good at marketing? (laughs) Because when I uh, started, when I started B2X Photo in February of 2013, and I was... uh, going who has the google search engine results it was all you yeah i mean i was like holy crap who is this guy and how is he doing that and at the time i was really hot (laughs) i was i was deep into it you know i had a full-time studio so what would you say is different about what you did because you said you've never seen anybody market like i do what do you mean yours is yours is all branding like your branding style is way different than mine I d- you have a B2X photo jacket on right now. Yeah. <laughs> you wear a B2X photo hat most of the time I see you, and you have a sticker on your car. And I think yep. that a lot of people do have, like, you know, the, the little vinyl or something like that on their car, which is totally cool. you got to get your name out there. But I think the consistency of your branding message, it's like it's exactly who you are, and it matches your style. It matches you as a person. And I, I find that fascinating because I never got to that level. I was always just like, well, if I pay a designer to make me a logo mm-hmm. that looks like a high-end brand because that's really what I'm trying to put out into the world because I want to charge more money, mm-hmm. that really isn't who I am per right, se. Right, right, yeah. And so I really like how your branding message is is cohesive on more than one level. It's it's you. Yep. It's also matching your style. Mm-hmm. It's consistent. And, you know, it's everywhere. <laughs> Luckily, I am the type of person who would wear a concert T-shirt, um, you know, five days a week. Yeah. That, that, that is my – that I would really do that. So to have a logo uh, and then wear that logo makes sense for my personal style. Yeah. There is going to be a type of photographer clearly that cannot wear a logo. Right. Cannot, maybe cannot put a logo on their car. I'll tell you this, though. The difference between my signage on my vehicle and what I see most of the time is mine doesn't say what it is. Right. And I think that more people need to have, need to trust um, that, that they are cool enough to not introduce themselves, mm-hmm. that they are cool enough to to go like let's say that your name is jennifer anderson photography drop photography just be jennifer anderson you know you might not be able to get that website obviously um but but put on your get a logo that just says jennifer anderson that's all it says and put that on on your your back window of your car and make people go 
What's Let's Jennifer Anderson? Yeah. Make people ask questions. Don't don't give them all the answers. You know, people are like, here's my email and here's my phone number and here's my website on the back of their car. Well, now I got now I don't have I'm not curious. Now yeah. I'm not curious. Yeah. Whereas you leave a little uh you leave things blank and now I'm like, well, I got to find out what that is. And maybe I don't the first time I see it, but if you pass me in traffic in our small town, You're like, what's that all about? I keep yeah. seeing that Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Is it, uh, is it Mary Kay? Is it, uh, you know, what is it? What's that person selling? Hmm. And then you Google it and, uh, and maybe you find her that way. So as far as, uh, what you do on the internet, I mean, I know what I do. I, I don't do a ton anymore. But I was, you know, the reason you saw my name is because I was dumping money in there. You know, I was paying to be at the top. And eventually... Somehow you were getting the organic results, yes, too. Yes, it, it came after, though. Okay. So I had to put the money up front to make sure that I was at the top of just the ad space. Because so for got real, it. you cannot uh, buy your, your, your way to no. the front of the organic. You just can't. You, no, you can't. But I was... The way I did it was I created enough buzz by doing so many different things. I bought like ad space on t-shirts for high schools. Like I would, you know, sponsor uh, a high school night or whatever, like the, uh, I forget what it is over at Hillcrest High School, but it's like Nightline or something like that where you you buy a t-shirt, you have your logo on there. So that was one thing. And then I'd pay Google AdWords and I would target certain keywords and make sure that was there. And then I would... uh, you know, be involved with different organizations and sponsor their photography. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, I'd go to wedding fairs and, hand I mean, handing out cards everywhere I go. Hey, did you know I'm a photographer? This is what I do, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You I mean, know? I, I, I heard a photographer um, say that you are your own SEO. Oh, yeah. It's the best kind. It's the best kind when you have a referral or when you meet people face-to-face and they're actually buying you. Yeah. You know, you're able to sell them on the idea that your mind is worth paying some money for your eye. That's for me, that's best practice is is getting out there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think people could sit behind a computer all day, uh, you know, recently. And be one of the most talented photographers. Oh, yeah. And be super talented. And like no one would ever know about them. I'm certain. I'm certain that I'm not. uh, I don't rank as high in talent as I do in uh, uh, awareness. And that's where you and I are the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, I'm just like, you know, t- tenacity outbeats talent, in, in my opinion. Like, if I'm tenacious enough and if I'm ambitious enough, mm-hmm. I can achieve great things. Yeah. And I feel like I have in a lot of respects it's, for our small town. It's the Nike slogan. Yeah. Just do it. Just do and, it, and not, man. Don't, don't just think about it. Don't just, um, don't, don't, sometimes don't even plan. Yeah. Just do. Just go, do. Go, 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 go. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. I like that. So as far as, I mean, you mentioned Instagram and I know you're a huge Instagram guy. I'm trying to be more so. You've, you and Stephanie and everybody else I've talked to that's really into Instagram have, have guilted me a little bit, but inspired me at the same time. I feel like it's a good medium to kind of be in. You know what I like about it? I think it's easier because it's all about the photo. Yeah. You know, when you're on Facebook, I feel like you have to be a writer. And I am not a writer. Like, I think of a few, like, one-liners here and there. Yeah. That, that'll, and, and when I come up with a good one, I almost can't help myself but to share it. But I, for the most part, I try really hard to not put catchy captions on things because then 
you have to do it every time. Yeah. So you know what I do? It's exhausting. It is. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm just not, I don't have that in me to, to, to bring that every time. So I hashtag the subject. I don't put a cute, silly hashtag. I use a right. real hashtag. I hashtag the, the high school name and mascot. Uh-huh. Hashtag high school, mascot, high school, mascot, hashtag high school, mascot, hashtag football, high school. You know, I just, yeah. every time it's, I, I so that, uh, and then the other thing I'll do is I'll hashtag something that no one else will hashtag. Because a lot of times people use hashtags to be part of this, to be found. Right. Like, like, for instance, you might hashtag Idaho Falls. Yeah. But that's such a big pool and it's, you know, it's people doing nails and it's food and it's, you know, and it's a lot of photographers. Yeah. So I hashtag B2X seniors and you go and you and you click that. If somebody happened to click that hashtag, it's all me. And mm-hmm. it's and it's just the photos within my collection that fit that concept, you know? Yeah. So it's like walk me through your process of. You've you've gone through you've you have a client you've done their session you've edited their pictures yeah what do you do from right there to like use those pictures that you like okay to kind of springboard into the next one I, I let me I'm gonna start with um, when I shoot a, a game because when I do my senior uh, uh, package for the year one of the shoots they get is a game or event like if they were a, a musician it'd be a concert or whatever yeah sure. So I, I get done with the game, and I've got, um, you know, whatever it is, 900 photos that becomes 250 photos. I call like crazy, and yeah. I, I do it fast, and I get, I get rid of probably some photos that, that maybe I would have kept uh, because I'm just like, yeah, but this one, this one over here is like if I get a bad instinct on it, it's gone. You know, yeah. fast, 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 because I'm going to have a great photo left over when I'm done. So, so get it down to 250. Um, then I uh, get that gallery up because I'll have like public sales on a, on, on a, a game like that. I'll, I'll filter out the ones of my senior and put that just into their personal gallery that they get to look at throughout the year and then pick pictures at the end of the year. And then I'll find... Again, really quickly, later on, I might decide there was this other picture I liked better. But just quick, 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 I go, that one. At first glance, that's the best picture. Mm -hmm. And if it does need any, you know, um, toning, again, I don't don't morph or uh, manipulate a photo, uh, but I'll zap as it or I'll uh, get rid of a garbage can or I'll, um, uh, I I have this brush on uh, Lightroom that I call weird background i think that's what it's called Mm. and it has the blacks are slammed down and the highlights are way up and the clarity is cranked and you know how how what clarity on Lightroom does it's ugly yeah so i crank the clarity and i crank the the contrast and i'll put that in some like areas of my photo um and and there's no way you could do this with like a beautiful portrait. There'd be no purpose for it in yeah. a beautiful portrait or whatever. But in, in my game, I just I, I mess it up and make it my own thing. And then that's my, my picture. And I uh, text it to the family and they write back and say, I love it. Thank you so much. And I say, can I use this on my website and social media? And they always say, yes, please. And I post it up there. Hashtag school team hashtag sport you know whatever yeah and uh the likes start pouring in 
And every once in a while, I'll put the message. Um, uh, and I guess I do this more on Facebook because I, I feel like on Instagram, this is not tr- as true as it once was, but I feel like business takes place on Facebook and branding takes place on Instagram. I think that's true. I, I, I think it's becoming less. It's less so that way because yeah. I think it's the whole swipe up. You know, everything's so, doing swipe up now. So on Facebook, I might put a caption, bold and true sports photography by Brad Barlow. Hashtag, hashtag, you know, school, whatever. And then, on, and then on Instagram, sometimes no caption, just those hashtags. And um, the algorithm is nice to me, you know, because once if, if you're if your likes are coming in fast, the algorithm will be nice to you. Yeah. More so than Facebook, I find. Definitely. Yeah. Because you have so much to compete with, with oh, yeah. Facebook because there's so many news outlets and mm-hmm. there's like you said, there's so many businesses advertising sponsor spots that have way more money than I want to spend. Yeah. And so they, they pop up first. But I think that's everything though that, yeah. uh, that I do on, on Instagram. Because you don't really post that much on Facebook, right? I do. I do. I do. A, a, a I mean, I see your like witty posts that I. Oh, you know, right, right, right. Like on my, on my personal page. Yeah, on yes. your personal page. Yes. But. Um, I. Lately, I've been doing a lot of, I didn't used to do this, but lately I've been doing a lot of having the the Instagram post automatically go to my, my B2X to Facebook. Facebook post. Okay. I didn't used to do that, but I've started doing it a little bit. See, that's what I do because I just, I've said this before, I just can't manage like that many social medias mm-hmm. and have to like go through the entire process of picking a photo, make sure it's sized just right for right. Instagram. And like, I just want to kick it to all of them. Like here, just press go and if there's something that that is good about my personality and what it has done for my marketing it's that i don't mind that i don't mind um making sure that i've exported it in exactly this many pixels and cropped this one for instagram and this one for facebook and uh, meta tagging my images uh for my website those tedious, like, oh, I did not become a photographer to meta tag. <laughs> I love meta tagging. Yeah. Um, if if um, uh, my, my, my grandmother passed away um, uh, a month ago, and um, when they said, you know, that everybody calls each other, who's got photos? I got photos in 20 seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sit down at Lightroom and I type. Maybe, could I you type just burn- explain to some, some of us that really don't know a lot about meta tagging? Lightroom uh, is does is, it has that functionality. Yeah. Um, a lot of people use Photo Mechanic for for that because they hate how long it takes to import to Lightroom. I don't care. Like I, I have other things I can do. Yeah. I can hit uh, import and go and walk away and walk away. So yeah. no big deal. Uh, but the ability to search those um, meta tags later is so powerful. And so uh, on an image. Um, I'll get really specific to anybody who knows their their Lightroom usage. So if you hit D, it goes to the development develop module. Right. If you hit G, it goes to the uh, grid view. Mm-hmm. And in grid view or in loop view, um, over on the right hand panel is all this meta information, and you can add um, uh, keywords. Or so what I'll do is I'll title something. Like, I'll title a picture, uh, high school name, mascot, um, senior portrait, whatever. I'll title it that. And then in, in Lightroom, there are um, uh, 
like I want you to automatically change my my file name to match my my title. It's 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 control F2 I think, but I can't remember what but anyway, so so I make sure that my file name has those keywords in the file name and the keywords are in the keyword field and the those keywords are in the title field and I don't I'm going to kind of derail here just a little bit. I don't keyword stuff. I don't keyword stuff on my website. I don't keyword stuff on my pictures. I don't like try to um, uh, show up at, under wedding photographer for, yeah. you know, I don't try to put the word wedding on a, on a sports photo. I don't, I don't do that stuff. It's all relevant mm-hmm. because any of that, any of those tricks that you're doing, you're, they'll Google d- figures they'll it ding out. They'll you for it. Yeah. And they figure it oh, out. Oh yeah. And if they haven't figured it, if you figured out something, a trick, for now, it won't be a trick in a month. Yeah. And and you will be penalized for it. For sure. But so, yeah, I do that for just for my searching purposes. Like, I love it, love it, love it. When I happen to be at my computer and I get a text and I have a Mac, so I get my texts on my Mac, which yeah. is which I love. Which that. is awesome. And probably yeah. Windows has something similar. I don't know. But um, so I'm sitting at my computer and a text comes up on my on my Mac uh, uh, and, and they say, hey, um, a question about this or that photo. And I open my Lightroom and I type um, that person's name and there they all are and I grab it and I export it and I go, you mean this one? I respond back to them in less than a minute and they're just like, they're like blown away. This guy, the customer service that this guy has is amazing. Yeah. So that's a use for it. Let me say this too. I know a lot of people who split their Lightroom catalogs into like a gazillion catalogs. I have one catalog and it rocks. Yeah. I, 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 I am that guy. Like I make a new catalog every single time I do a new session or a new wedding, because as far as I know from, uh, taking a few classes online that were specialized in just the Adobe suite from mm-hmm. like Chris Orwig, who invented Photoshop. Oh, wow. He says that, uh, the larger your catalogs are, the more unstable they are. So as long as you're backing them up, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Oh, but. and I, I have uh, two different ways that I back up. One's on a Drobo. Yeah. And one is uh, on an external hard drive that I keep off-site. Yeah. I don't have the um, online storage. I don't have that. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that, you know. That's the only reason that's I do like that. That's like the scariest thing in all of our world, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, losing everything, but, right? But, yeah, if, if, um, if uh, uh, Melanie Thompson uh, called you – I mean, you need to train your clients probably to assume that their pictures are gone after six months so right. they don't count on it and then get right. mad at you if you don't have it. And I always tell them that, hey, I could I could lose my, my hard drive at any point, so you make sure you back up your stuff. But in the case that, um, that somebody uh, makes a reference to an old uh, shoot, and if you needed to find uh, Melanie Thompson's um, uh, uh, bridal, how long would it take you to get to it? From 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 seven years ago. Oh, not long. I mean, so the way I catalog things is I have one master photography file for each year. Mm-hmm. So I say, here's photography. Here's, you know, 2000, let's say 2010. You know, I need to find Melanie Thompson. I would go through, it's all alphabetized. Yeah. So I go through Melanie Thompson, and then that opens her sub files, mm-hmm. which are her raw files which I don't normally keep all of the raws. I keep the raws to things that I've edited. So I delete everything else. And then 
another subfile will be the Lightroom catalog that's in there, mm-hmm. and then the web size edits that's in there. So I, if I have uh, a need to market that specific wedding, if someone's like, hey, I'm doing a wedding at this venue, this is the kind of look, I'm like, okay, let me go back through my archive in my mind because I know I've shot a wedding here before. Yeah. Uh, here, here's five pictures of from that wedding. Is this what you mean? So I would say mine's probably a little bit longer of a process than yours. The only reason I, I do it that way is one, I was taught that way. Mm-hmm. And number two, I, I just feel like it's uh, maybe less corruptible as far as file size. Yeah. Because if they just get too big, they just kind of topple over sometimes. Man, but I'm not looking forward to that day if that, if that happens. <laughs> and it may be, maybe that's a myth. I mean, um, I'm sure people uh, could reach out to us and I tell choose us, to trust Julianne Cost, who says it's fine. Okay. You know, she has she she has talked about that that people break it up into different catalogs and she'll yeah. say she'll say uh, that's great if you want to do it that way that's great but but if you want to have one catalog that just is the whole darn thing then then they Adobe Lightroom it. is designed to handle it and I choose to trust her and so far so good and I've have 80,000 uh, photos combination personal and professional and they're all in that one catalog. Well, and that's what it's built for, right? I mean, it's a catalog-based yeah. software. So yeah. I, I could imagine that being the truth. I'm, well, I, I don't know either way, but that's just how I do it. And, and I don't keep any of my exports. I only keep – I don't keep any JPEGs. I don't keep other, – other than back when I was shooting JPEG. Right. You know, or yeah. or for the very brief time that I was shooting RAW+. Plus. That, that was like two months. Right. But right. Uh, now I shoot everything, absolutely everything in raw. Um, I don't keep the, um, like, maybe you can't do this with weddings, but but I go through and I go, I had, like I said earlier, I had a thousand, now it's 300, and the other ones are gone. They were yeah. never taken. Yeah. I, I erase all the extra raws I don't need. You know, I, I, I'm kind of a shutter bug that way. Like, I'll hold the trigger down, you know, a little mm. bit longer than I should. But just for good measure, I just want to make sure I'm catching oh, yeah. the moment when somebody isn't blinking. Exactly. Or, you know, yes. just something like that, yes. especially if it's like kind of a clutch moment. I, like got, no, I got no problem with that. There's yeah. t- plenty of photographers that go, oh, pray and spray. Like, no. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'll pray and spray all day. It's like that. it's digital. That's what it's made for. Yeah. I have no shame. It's, I want to make sure I get exactly. that moment. Yeah, you've got to take care of your customer. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we got through kind of uh, your your best practices social media-wise. And thanks for giving us kind of an explanation on meta-tagging. Because I, I don't do that very much. Like, the only time I meta-tag things in Lightroom is relating to uh, my portfolio that I want to be able to pull up quickly. Yeah. So, if I have something that's tagged, you know, I can usually find it pretty fast. It's one of those things that you have to do it on import. Yeah. If you go... Oh, I don't have time to meta tag today, so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it today. Well, how are you going to remember which day you didn't do? Oh yeah, and you know, that's the other thing. All all of my file names are not you know DSC or you know uh, mm-hmm. whatever. My file names are what the event was dot you know extension. Oh yeah, well that would make things easier. I guess. And and that's good. That's good for for Google mm-hmm. later, and it's good for searching for me right now. Well, yeah, because when you upload photos, like, so I use Wix right now, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, Wix is dumb. But I've just found for my process, for, like, when I'm throwing a batch of photos on, their tool for adding to a pro gallery that's copyright protected Mm -hmm. 
is really easy. I'm like, I wish they would pay me to say that, but I really do feel like their their platform is really great. It's not the prettiest look. I feel like Squarespace has some really good looks. They have more. Yeah, they have more photography-based yeah. looks than Wix, in my opinion. But I have not know. tried to make my site look amazing at all. My site is, um, I think it's completely uh, style-less. Well, I actually really like your site. I, I actually... Uh, was on it last night just kind of looking at a few things to just kind of get an updated feel for what you're doing and i i really like the update that you've done to your site i I didn't care for your site before because it was just really it almost looks like it was from er, early 2000s you know it was just mostly words like i didn't see a lot of uh it was just text data yeah, I, 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 if anything, I think it has more text than it had before because it's just on the homepage. Oh, okay. The text is, is well, I guess there's a little blip about what each type of shoot is at the top just to have it on there. But the, the text-heavy portion of my website is just the homepage. Yeah. And, and if anything, because the only thing that I have on my site, that, uh, other than, like I said, a few gallery short uh, descriptions, it's just customer reviews. Yeah. That's the that's the thing that takes up most of the text on my website is customer reviews. And the only reason I continue to add them is because Google likes when you update your website. Yeah. And and maybe I I mean I haven't looked at it too many times, but I felt like the site last night that I was on mm-hmm. on your site was really easy to navigate through. I was able to find everything I was looking for. Use your website a lot. Use yeah. it a lot. And you will find like, oh, I don't need. I can skip that. Yeah. This this was clunky. This, this was, was redundant. T- exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. was redundant. Or also, everyone's like, got to stop and go. Seriously, who cares? Yeah. Who who really cares? No one. Uh, like like for instance, on my um, portfolio page, I have this page on my website uh, that that it's a tab that I call recent, and you can't see it in the menu at the top. But if you go down to the bottom of my site, there's a, there's a tab button for it that says the word recent. And I only have it because I want to just cram that thing full of photos that then become Googleable right. based on uh, their subject matter. But but for the per- for the average person that uses my website, I want them to pretty much feel like they're stuck on four pages. You know? Yeah. Like um like a home page. And and then a portfolio of of this type of photo, this type of photo, and this type of photo. That's that's kind of like where. Oh, and I have my prices on there too. I have yeah. my pricing page on. There yeah, too. and I'm a big proponent of making sure that everybody knows what you charge and not keeping it a secret. I don't. I've never understood that because all you're going to get people calling you all day. That's all yeah. that aren't in your budget yep. or they're not your kind of customer. You got to say t- no at some point. Yeah. Would you rather say no on the web or on? But then some people go. I can hustle them into. Oh yeah, you know, I, and maybe hey, you, you know can. what? If you're a salesperson, yeah. that, that's probably the exception. Like I'm with you. Like put your pricing on there. Let your phone ring with only people that are ready to buy. But to somebody who's like a salesperson, right. um, they probably are like, no, nah, bring it on. And, and more power to those people. I I work in sales. Like that's my career. But that's not how I sell to my customers. I sell very differently. Like I I'm a, I'm a very much like a relationship sales kind of mm-hmm. person. And uh, I would rather them be my customer for life and know what they're going to get yeah. right from the get-go yeah. than to be like, hey, I got these new confangled widgets I'm going to sell you yeah. or whatever. You this know, I'm just time, not that today. way. Yeah. Hot price today. It's on sale. 20% off. It's Everybody's on sale out of for, business. for exactly <laughs> my car payment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, as you know, I'm, I'm like a huge, huge gear guy. I love gear. Like, I swear half the reason I get into anything is because I get to collect all the toys. Yeah, well, especially that. You know what? <laughs> I think it's probably true of a lot of photographers. Like, two things. One, if I'm a professional photographer, my wife will let me buy this thing. Yeah. Because I need it for my job. Yeah. And two, I can write it off on my taxes. Yep. Because it's uh, because it's for work. You're speaking my justification language right there. So I, that's I mean, great. That, that's probably a bit, you know, we didn't talk about that in our <laughs> origin story at the top of the podcast, but that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. So what kind of gear do you typically take to a senior shoot or any shoot for that matter? What I take to games and what I take to uh, portraits are two completely different kits. When I shoot a game, I'm there with Nikon. When I shoot portraits, I'm there with Fuji. I love my Fuji gear. Um, my Fuji gear is is my heart and soul. It really is. Um, my If you look at my B2X logo... Oh, that camera looks an awful lot like the X100S. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, in fact, it might look so much like the X100S that, that maybe somebody could say, make it look like this, only just enough different that I don't get sued. Right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but so I go shoot, I go shoot sports, then I've got to have, if there's anything that, that I don't trust about f- my Fuji yet, and I would love to be wrong about this. I would love for um, a, a Fuji shooter to call me up and go, dude, you're doing it wrong. Or to have uh, Fuji, you know, contact me and say, you're doing it wrong. Hey, you're bad mouthing our, our, our camera as a, as a sports camera. It can do much better than you're, than you're describing. I feel like the Fuji gear, the autofocus, I can't trust the autofocus right. on, the, on the mirrorless cameras uh, on the Fuji for for sports i feel like i will miss the shot and i miss enough shots as it is you know what i'm saying when it comes when it comes to sports action somehow i get a little bit of a reputation for being a good action sports photographer i'm like no i'm not i think you're more to me anyway you're more of like a like in the moment like you can feel like the moment that just happened the relationships yeah like the like the game winning moment you could feel the intensity that's around it absolutely that's kind of what i see yeah the drama yeah the the drama yeah yeah. that's that's absolutely I, i i get stressed out when when people um when I feel like somebody has hired me for action photos because I, I really don't think I'm that, that good at them and I miss a lot of them, but I would miss even more, I think, if I was shooting my Fuji for it. So I go out there when I shoot a game yeah, and I am holding a, you know, whatever, $5,000 body and, uh, and and mounted to it as a $2,000 lens or $2,500 lens and then I've got two more of those in my bag. So um, if you are listening to this like, I did when I first started. It's like, oh, I'm out. This guy's, uh, that's not me. I can't, yeah. af- I can't afford that gear. And I do not relate to this guy anymore. I don't want to be that. I honestly, you guys, I do not want to, uh, to own that expensive of gear. I want to own a cute, um, kit that, that, will blow your mind what you can do with it. I want to roll up and I love this um, when I do my when I do a portrait. I roll up with one bag that is a light stand bag and and I cram it full of a bunch of other stuff too. And and a backpack. And that's all I have are those two things and I have with me my Fuji X100S. I have my Fuji 
um, XT1 if in case I need different lengths. However, I really love 35 millimeters on the Fuji X100S. It's the equivalent. It's, it's like kind of a 50 millimeter, it's right? A, it's no, the other way around. It's a 23 millimeter oh, okay. that crops gotcha. uh, to a 35 okay. equivalent. Gotcha. I, for, for me, for portraits, 35 millimeter portraits, I love them. Yeah. I love them. I, they're, they're weird looking. They but are. I, but I, I just but got I a like 35, that. and I've actually kind of taken to heart some of the things that you and I have talked about previously. Because uh, just so everyone knows, too, Brad and I teach together on occasion. Uh, we do, you know, a couple times a year we'll be in Utah or we'll be here in Idaho Falls, and we'll teach a kind of a, a portrait-based uh, lecture slash uh, interactive with models yeah, and yeah. lighting and all that kind of stuff. So we do do that every now and again. We'll, we'll probably do it again sometime either – this winter or sometime next year. You know what I love to show up with for a shoot? I love to show up with, I'm going to get as simple as I possibly can. I love to show up with a $60 Young Yao uh, YN564 yeah. uh, speed light and um, a trigger for it and my Fuji X100S. And a light stand. I use LumaPro. It's it's um um it's not flimsy. It's like you when you knock on it, it's oh, like yeah. ting 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 because yeah. it's not it's not plastic going to break in mm-hmm. half. Um, and I I like to put that uh, that speed light on top of that light stand, and then I like to put this. I have this silly little soft box that's probably like ten by ten that I Velcro on like 10 inches by 10 inches. Yeah. Like it's like a snoot style. Almost. It's almost like a snoot that has a soft box at the end of it. Right. You know, so I put that onto the, onto the flash and there you go. And, uh, and, and just that. And I love to shoot a picture of that and have, and, and this is what I love. I love shooting a picture of that and then showing the back of the camera, either to the subject or to their parents or whatever, and have them go, Whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, well, how did that you just do that? Happened? Yeah. Did you just Photoshop that in two seconds? I love dazzling people with off camera flash. It's, oh, it, it's a cool feeling. And you know, I'm also into flash. Like, that's, that's one of my things. And that's what kind of makes, I think, both of us kind of different is most people don't want to spend the time or the effort or the money. And really, there isn't that much money anymore. I mean, it used to be where you'd have to have, you know, a B800 Alien B that you'd have to take out and one of the, you know, Vagabond battery packs. And, like, you'd be a 1000 bucks, like, yeah. just, just in light and battery. And, you know, on a sunny day, you probably need that Alien Yeah, and I miss that whatever. sometimes because I don't have but, them anymore. But, but I am so passionate about wanting um, an inexpensive kit that I go – Nope, I'm going to make it work. Yep. I'm not going to find out how much nicer life would be with the Alien B. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm very curious about Profoto, very yeah. curious about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, nope, I want I want to stay, I want to have cheap gear. I say that uh, r- remembering how uh, a $1,300 camera to me used to sound, are you kidding me? There's yeah. no way I will ever own a $1,300 <laughs> camera. I know. You know, and now I own, you know, a couple of them. And so 
I remember uh, I'm still Jenny from the block. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, You're keeping it real. Yeah. Right? I, but yeah. I want to be as Jenny from the block as I, as I possibly can be. I want to own as little gear as possible and I want to wow people with what I can do with it. And I think that, uh, for me, some aspects of that are, are very true. Like I don't have the really high end Einstein, you know, palsy buff lights that I used to have. Yeah. I'm using the same, you know, Neewer, Amazon, you know, cheap yeah. speed lights that work super don't, great. Well, promise me, don't go one to one. I am worried it's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when you go full power, you're like, you know, I, starting to hum I, a little. I try not to go one to one because I am like, it's going to explode. One of these times, I'm going to go cha ching and, and it's going to go, go Yeah. No, I do use it one-to-one, especially uh, if I need a lot of light out of those little, uh, I don't even know what the model number is on those newer lights, but they're, you know, you got some nice batteries inside of them, some, some Duracells, and they'll last and see, you, know, you for like hours to, you and hours. like to uh, uh, use the disposable. I, I I go with the rechargeable. Yeah, and I probably should probably. And maybe that's the other reason I'm a little afraid. Is because yeah. I know I'm using rechargeable <laughs> batteries, and so I go, is that and and another element of danger as far as you know starting a fire or whatever. I, I just like having the the option to just kind of change them out because as you use those lights, they just get hot. Those batteries. Yep. So I just throw them out. Throw another fresh cold pair in and yeah. away we go if we really need to especially when i'm shooting a wedding and if i'm inside and it's is dark. part of it that you're like i don't want to have to worry about which of these are charged and which ones aren't is that part of it yeah oh okay. that's the other part too so yeah. so a big part of that for me what i did to remedy that is i got um i have these uh magazines like like i i, I don't own a gun but um but it, it looks like if somebody saw it they'd like go a clip yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. they they see me loading the batteries in uh-huh. clunk, 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 and it looks like i'm loading a magazine yeah and and i have one i have two that are orange and those are the ones that are charged and i have one that's black and that's the ones those that are, are the dead. dead ones yeah. okay yeah. yeah all right and that helps me a lot so have a system in other words yeah, so yeah. i probably just need to figure out how to get a system but uh what I my point was before I kind of I, I guess I I'm very bad at digressing. Oh, that's, I'm that's the one worst. thing that I've noticed with this show already is that I'm not super great at keeping on on point. But hopefully the audience is following <laughs> along. Yeah, hopefully they're they're just. Yeah, I mean we're just hanging out. We're we've been friends for a long time. So, but uh, my point was is in some ways like with lights and everything I can go cheap and it's totally fine. Like yep. like radio triggers, transmitters, yep. you can go thirty forty bucks and be just fine and really pull professional. Uh, quality results out of it the only thing that i found even in the last couple of years is that glass non-negotiable yeah you get nice glass or you don't buy it yeah i I, you know i've never used um i had but from what i understand and i got this when i was listening to you and christopher balmer talking on the last episode uh, the Sigma and Tamron guys are rocking it. They're right killing now. it. Yeah, they're killing it. Like I just so when you said thirty-five is like something you're really into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just recently got a thirty-five millimeter Sigma Art. Oh my gosh! I, oh yeah, incredible the, the, lens. The, now the Sigma Arts. Yeah, yeah. I hear nothing but good about them. I'll I'll say this: in 2013, I got the Tamron. 70 to 200 2.8 and maybe i'm just crazy i think that the nikon the nikkor um uh is better that the nikkor 70 to 200 um is better than the tamron 70 200 from that time yeah 
Absolutely. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I you think, think? You're, I think you're dead on. Okay, I, okay. I think the the version past that, like maybe that's version 2.0 or V2 or whatever they call it, uh, in like 2015, and and they recently just released their uh, 24 to 70, the V2. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like it, it really doesn't. You, you really can't, can't see a tell. No, and, and you know I can't what? Tell. To hear you and Christopher say "can't see a difference," I'm like, yeah. okay, I trust that. Yeah, I trust that. I mean, I've I had a twenty. I've had multiple Nikon twenty four to seventies, and one of the best lenses out there. So what's a what's a Nikon twenty four to seventy cost? So I mean, twenty three. 24 to 70. Oh, oh, for how much they are? How much, yeah, how much oh, does it cost? Probably, yeah, they're in the 2000 range. And for so sure. then how much does the, uh, the, is it Tamron or Yeah, Sigma? I think it's Tamron that just released their 24 to 70. It's like in the $1,400 range. Huh. $1,300, Yeah. I mean, what an incredible savings, even if it's more than that, even if it's 1800 I mean, if there's no difference, at the end of the day, 200 bucks that you could throw into other gear or more marketing or whatever into your business. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yep. That's a lot of money. I, uh, yeah, uh, when I look back, I, I, I did, that was the one time that I got something that was off brand. Mm. I, I feel bad even saying that because I know how hot they are right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it, it made me a little, um, I need to be more open-minded to trying those other brands. Yeah. I mean, it, I know you have a Nikon, so you and I could share lenses, but yeah. anytime you want to take right, any cool. of those out there, yeah. just Come and grab them. Cool. I mean, I have I have one Sigma and I have one Tamron, and uh, plan to buy more. I mean, as much as my wife will let me buy. I definitely do want less and less stuff. I, yeah. I, there is a, there is a there is definitely a little fantasy in my head. Don't get me wrong. I when I take a, a really cool game photo that I needed to have the two hundred to five hundred right. lens to get. When I take one of those photos, I'm like, wow, look at this photo. This is such a good, I'm so proud of this photo. That was yeah. so great taking that photo. But uh, there are many times that I go, oh, could I just sell all of my action sports stuff and just do the portraits? I think that sometimes. I, I, I doubt I'll ever get there. But <laughs> I, I would love to have the tiniest kit I possibly could. I, I mean... Uh, I hear you, but I'm, but my collector mind, no, that's you know, not, that's, that's the problem. Like I, I, it's not that I want to have every single one because I want to have the whole set. Oh, but wait. I just want to have like, I'm a prime. I love prime lenses. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really I into, you know, the, 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 the zooms have it's a more place. Fun to carry. Tell, it it's is, way more fun to carry. A way prime more lens. fun. And I, I feel like it's, uh, it's truer as far as like, it, it know, forces it you to way. be creative. Yeah. It, oh, limitation yeah. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Being limited with what with your gear brings out so much creativity. Well, and I just want to have every single focal length in a prime. So, like, I still want to get, like, a 16 or a 24, like, just prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 35. You know, I, I love a 50. Even a nifty 50 is just fantastic for the most part. If you Even the Nikon ones that are 200 bucks, they're great lenses. They're they have oh, good yeah. elements in them, you know. Absolutely. I mean, my eighty-five is my is my one true love as far as lenses go, and I, I think it'll always be that for portraits. I can't remember who I heard say. Half the time, if I can't remember who said something, it's probably Zach Arias. So I don't want to miss uh, uh, quote him. Um, he's a, a music photographer, and much more than that now. But he made it on the scene as a music photographer in Atlanta, 
and he's a Fuji guy. Yeah. And a lot of other things too. Yeah. But um, I think it was him that said, um, if you can't make it with, um, for instance, I'm sure he didn't cite this one exactly, but for instance, if you can't make it as a photographer, as a paid photographer with a D3200 and the um, the $200 brand new um, uh, 35 millimeter 1.8, if you can't make it with those two items, then you're not going to make it as a photographer. You got If you can't make it with just those two things, you're not going to make it as a photographer. Yeah, and I think somebody told me early on, you know, when I was first getting into the business side of photography and not just, you know, when I was uh, an intern, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to buy my own gear because I was using a studio's camera kit at the time. I'm like, so what do you think I should buy? You know, like, this is kind of what my budget is. And he's like, well, number one, buy a used camera because you're going to need more camera than you can afford, it sounds like. Yeah. And so I ended up with a, uh, uh, a D700 was the first one that I purchased. But the first camera I actually started with was the D300S. The D300 was a game changer. It was. Yeah, it totally was. And if it was a game changer then, then why couldn't it make, why couldn't you use it to make brilliant work today? Yeah, there's no reason. Could. Yeah, and Christopher said this too, where he's, uh, Christopher Balmer, he was in the last episode. Do you, you know, he'll have students in his class that'll say, hey, I have a, a like a D3200 or, you know, one of the, d5000 series or 7000 series and it's like i know that everybody shoots with you know a d750 or d810 or now a d850 you know do i need to step up which of those should i get yeah which one should i get because obviously that's what i need to be good yeah that's just not the case i think if you or i grabbed one of those you know i call them hobby kits out of costco or sam's Mm -hmm. club if you grab a little family portrait hobby kit out of there, I think you and I could pull out yep. some really good images. I want out of those. I want to buy a D thirty two hundred and the eighteen to fifty five or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um just to exclusively to show people that ninety percent of my favorite photos that I take, I could take with 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 those two elements plus a cheap flash plus a cheap stand plus a cheap trigger. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone thinks, um, well, th- dude, if you could do it with that, then why do you have the camera that cost $1,300 um, when it was new? Because um, I like it. You know, yeah. I like that all of the the controls for uh, Fuji, uh, all of the like the ISO and everything. Super tactile. Is, well, yeah. it's, it's physical. Like yeah. it's all, it's not in the menu system. Uh, it's, it's all... Uh, a, a button that you twist, you know, a knob that you twist to set mm-hmm. your ISO, a knob that you twist to set your aperture. It's just fun. It's, yeah. a, you know, could I do it with the other camera? Absolutely. But do I love the, the, the Fuji gear? Yeah. It's so fun. That's it. Yeah. Well, you're in the old, I think you're the only guy that I know of here in town that shoots professionally with a mirrorless camera. Oh, I, really? I don't think there's many around that well, are shooting with like the, I know, Few people are shooting with like a the A sixty three hundred or A sixty five hundred, but but that's Fuji, full frame, isn't it? It's no, it's APS C. It's okay. cropped. Okay, okay. But I don't know anybody else that shoots with Fuji around here. Yeah, I think you're the only guy. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> there's one other guy, and uh, there's probably a few. Yeah, but there's one other guy, and he has a bazillion Instagram followers. Oh, does he really? A bazillion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll bring it up to you after this. I don't know if it's if it's public knowledge that he lives here. So oh, okay. Anyway, okay. So uh, just to touch on speed lights really quick, and then we'll uh, we'll keep rolling here. But uh, 
where did you kind of stumble into using off-camera flash? Like, did you decide that you just wanted to do something different, or did you need it because you were out somewhere and you wanted to shoot in the dark? Or I'm surprised I haven't said Zach Arias more on this podcast because um, a lot of my early, you know, are you familiar with Jared Poland for oh, yeah. photo? So, oh, yeah. so you know, when I first started, I, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. And, and even then, though he's a little wacky, he has great information. Yeah, I, I like his, and I honestly, I love him. This sounds crazy, and he would think this was psycho because I've never met him or anything like that. But to me, he feels like a family member because I've uh, watched him so much. But I will say um, that I loved his old stuff more than his new stuff. Hmm. I loved his, and it's funny because I love his his team. Yeah. All the people that are on the show, I love all those guys. Yeah, but I like his old, underproduced stuff better than his new, polished uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot from him. But then I found Zach Arias, and I was like, I feel, this is so psycho. I, that's one of the ones that I go. I feel like I'd hang out with that dude. Yeah. You know, like like I I feel like that he has a lot of the same family values as I do, and 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 I feel like that he likes the same real look. You know. Yeah. Um. So he, he uh, I'm trying to think of what made me go, I want to learn off-camera flash. Um, probably him. Probably him and then also this dude that uh, Jared Poland works with um, named Adam Lerner. Um, so that, yeah. that dude has a, a company called Brooklyn Photo Works. Uh-huh. And uh, they did a, a flash uh, course together that's, you know, 75 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I, I watched that one. So just, just seeing people's work with it probably. And then seeing Zach Arias on a video where he said, I'm here today to announce that the DSLR is dead. Yeah. <laughs> he, and, 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 then he sh- and then he was using, at that point, the Fuji X100 before the X100S. And I was like, I got to have that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I'm proud of myself, though, that because that, there was a time that I had a kit that looked exactly, the item for item was all Zach Arias um, recommended stuff. Since then, I've gone. No, nah, I don't like that flash. I like this yeah. flash better. Yeah. You know? uh, so so now I've now I've got You've my own. branched out. Thank goodness yeah. I ha- I barely have my own thing going. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, the way I started was I just saw what the possibilities were, and I just wanted to be different. That was the biggest thing. Is mm-hmm. like I just really wanted to to do something. You know, the whole light and airy feel of. Like the outside yeah. with like the blown out, you know, background light and everything like I that. I think it's we've really all cool. been attracted to that. Yeah, too. it's really pretty. Like it's beautiful. How do you it's, do that? Yeah, it's so cool. Like I, it's very like kind of boho and like it's really, really a neat look. And I've been able to kind of tap into it a little, but that's just not me. Like I don't gravitate towards that at all. And so, and I also wanted to be able to shoot in really, really odd places. I really wanted yeah. to find like the really like the darkest, weirdest cave of a tunnel or something like that and be able to still see my subject and so the only way for me to feasibly do that was to get you know off-camera flash going it definitely leaves people asking how in the world did you do that how'd you do that yeah more more than than natural light photography yes absolutely so as far as like just to jump back to senior portraits for a second as far as like your uh your least favorite and your most favorite what are, what are the elements of those things? Um, oh, 
boy. We 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 talk, we plan so well. We just have this little meeting. Um, we'll we'll meet over coffee or whatever, but we plan so well that we I never end up shooting something that 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 doesn't suit me. Yeah, you know, um, if they if they wanted, um, uh, I'll I'll say a name. If they wanted me to deliver a photo like Michelle Fleming takes. Right. She's a photographer yeah. in our town also. Mm-hmm. I would have an absolute panic attack. I would, um, I'd be terrified. I, I, if, if, if that got asked of me, if people showed me a Michelle Fleming photo and said, can you, I need this. If somebody said that to me, um, you know, more than one out of 10 uh, shoots, I probably would quit because <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, I can't do it. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's not me. That's yeah. So, yeah. um, I end up with people that, that I'm meant to be with. And mm-hmm. so I really don't have, I can't think of anything that, that, that I, that's my least favorite. I'll tell you this. Sometimes you shoot so much and you're just like, I don't even want to open Lightroom. I yeah. You know, but at the same time, I don't want to farm it out. That's part of my vision. Mm-hmm. And even if I, even if I, uh, I'm sure that how it works when you do farm it out is you send them the raw, you send them your edit, and then you go, let's see you do that same thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do it like with five. You send them five raws and five and five of your edits, and you go, let me see you recreate uh, that raw to look just like I did it. And then you go, yep, that looks like my work. Cool. I'll, I'll farm that out. But I, I'm like, no, I want to be boutique. I want to. I'm, I'm your guy from beginning to end. I do everything for you. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but, but yeah, that, as far as what's, what's a bummer, what's negative, sometimes I'm like, oh, I got so many photos to edit. Mm-hmm. So that, that can be a negative, but as far as a positive, man, every shoot I do is completely different. Yeah. Every one of them, even if I take a picture of, um, a football player wearing a practice uniform on a field and I put an off-camera flash up in the stands. I just shot a picture like that the other day. Even if I've done that picture before, yeah, but that one was at this high school. This mm-hmm. one's at this high school. That one was from this angle. This one's from this angle. That kid had long hair. This kid has uh, wears a bandana in his head. It, to me, every one of them is, it's so different. So I, it doesn't, that and like, um, if you ever saw, if somebody ever saw one of my pictures like I just described and then said, um, I want that exact same thing. I want, uh, if you could take that person out and put me in and I want the lighting the same and I want the, I want it from the same position. I want that exact same picture. If somebody did that, I probably would have a panic attack yeah. and, and quit yeah. because I can't do it. I cannot recreate a photo that that I've already taken. I can't do yeah. it. It's not how my brain works. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge proponent of lightning doesn't strike twice with me either. Like yeah. and that's what kind of energizes me when I get excited about going out to take photos in the first place. It's yeah. like I get to do something different. Yeah. Like I get to go out and try uh, a new technique or you know, let's maybe just kind of figure this out. Let's put this puzzle together and see what elements we have in this space that yeah. we're using. Yeah. You know, see if what what we can come up with, and all we can do is all we can do. That's right. That's you know? right. And just to back up for a second, the reason why I'm asking you about senior portraits again is because I want 
I want you to tell us a little bit more about your process specifically just to senior portraits. I, um, we're all as business owners, we're, we're all like, let's try this and see if that sticks. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite like that. Let's do this completely different thing. Oh, that wasn't quite right. Maybe if I just tweak this one or two things or whatever. And I think I've found, and maybe it'll change again someday, but I think I've found this product that is great for not every customer, uh, but great for enough customers and that and that is a blast for me to shoot. And so what I do is more often than not, every once in a while somebody just goes, hey, I just want a one-time deal. Just want to shoot, want to be yeah. done, that's it. Especially when spring comes around. Oh, yeah. You know, we get a little closer to graduation. I don't have time for my, my main thing. My main thing is this. It's five shoots, and it's a 1000 bucks, And I only offer so many of them. And once they're all sold out, I will either not take any more, or maybe I'll think about, like... Opening up one more slot. Or, or, yeah. or making it more money. Oh, for, yeah. For, for a, a, like... I don't even know if I'll do that though, because I only want to work so much. I really do. I want I I want to get, be able to give a great product to everybody by not overextending myself. Yeah. Uh, so so five shoots, thousand bucks. Um, one of them is a game shoot, gamer event, and I'm there for an hour or less. If I if I if if the subject was the quarterback. And it's really easy to get a picture of them, or the running back, and it's really easy to get a picture of them. I might only be there for twenty minutes, you know, for that shoot. Just until you get the shot. Just until I get, until I get. You're not dedicated yeah. to a certain. You're no, not the punching whole game a clock. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, if it's a player that's doesn't play as much, or um, uh, a lot of times is blocking and not receiving, you know, then I might have to stay a little longer to get something cool. Yeah. So there's one. I'll step back and I'll start again. In fact, I'll say them all and then maybe we'll go into them in depth. But five shoots. One is a gamer event. One is what I call a studio lights portrait. It's never shot in a studio. It's always in their world on there. It might be indoor. It might be outdoor, but it's in their universe with my, I set up the lights. I call the studio lights portrait. It means I set up the lights. I bring lights. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then I have three more shoots and those I call the two minute portrait. And that was born with a young man uh, named Tiano, who Tiano, who is on a mission right now, and will be back uh, next year, I think. And um, we needed to get a picture real quick, and and I said, "Well, where do you go to lunch with your friends?" He goes, "Ah, oh, we go to this um, this Mexican joint." And um, I said, "Cool." I'll meet you there. We'll just, we'll take it on the sidewalk in front of the, yeah. the business. It'll take two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even say that yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just said, we'll, it'll be real quick. So we show up, we get out of our cars. I take um, maybe a grand total of 20 frames. I show him the back of the camera and he goes, yeah, that looks good. I'm like, cool, man. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know when I got it in your gallery. See you. Hop in my car. And I'm flipping through and I'm going, those are really cool. And I happened to glance down at when the first frame was shot and when the last frame was shot. And we were out of our cars for less than two minutes for that shoot. And I was like, this is a product. Yeah. This is, this is not only good. And I think a lot of people might go, yeah, I bet. I bet, I bet you like that one <laughs> as the photographer. Right. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But think about it. How many of your subjects 
would love for it to take that little time. So painless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my vision for this for this senior package of these five shoots is I want you to almost not ever even need to get ready for a photo shoot ever. You know? With the exception of that studio lights portrait, we're gonna we might get a little a little creative on that, but not too creative. You know, like I shot one the other night and it was uh, okay, wear your uniform and bring your gear bag and maybe we'll try oh how let's do this one with that with with you holding the shoulder pads instead of wearing them you know yeah. whatever yeah but but i i do i want people to be like it's so easy taking pictures with brad because i just i just stand there and be myself I just do my thing yeah. yeah i don't have to do anything special he doesn't pose me weird he doesn't have me stand in the water he doesn't you know we just uh we just whatever and so that's what it was i i in fact i think on my website it says the easiest senior portrait experience in town I think it says something like that. Yeah, well, I would say that's probably true if you're if you're doing that. So you do the game, you do the studio lights, you do the two minute portrait three times, three times. Yep. Okay, and that's all it. right, and that's it. Cool, it's awesome. Um, when you sit down with a parent or, or whoever's paying for the session, essentially, because mm-hmm. it's rarely ever the senior, right? Uh, how I do you think s- I've only had that once, and I was really <laughs> impressed. I yeah, I've had that maybe once or twice and it was just like a really hard-working kid that, yeah whether their parents owned a farm or, or something like that where they just were they make their own money they have since they were you know really so awesome. young and felt pretty bad about i'm like i, felt I feel like i'm awesome. taking your lunch money kid. i felt awesome yeah. i was like check you out yeah well and more than anything too like those were the the kind of clients that they know exactly what they wanted. Yes. And they come ready to yes. to do whatever they need to do to get the product at the end of the day. Yep. And they're happy to pay for it. Absolutely. They worked really hard for that money and so they really wanna they really wanna hire you. You described it exactly how I experienced it. So when you're sitting down with a parent that's paying for it, how do you sell them on that experience? Because my experience with seniors is I do a shoot one time. Yep. It's usually and we run over to here and you change it to this and you Yeah. And that I do the typical, you know, two hour session. The one thing that I do that's different than most people is I like to go to remote places. So I do have more time in the car mm-hmm. and more gas to you know to burn. Yeah. But uh And I've definitely got that. But I take pictures where no one else will go. Oh cool. Yeah. Like I'll I would say bring your adventure shoes because we're going to go somewhere far away that's remote. And I try to stay in city limits as yeah, much as I do. can. Yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I say to them basically the opposite of what you are, are what you and I know think of as a senior shoot. Yeah. I say to them, um, I do I do five shoots over the year because I don't want you or me to have to go crazy for five hours or four hours or three hours one day running over to here and mm-hmm. changing into this and then changing into this and your hair kind of looks the same in all of them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want you to have truly five different looks, different days, different, you know, um, suntans, different uh, hair length or color. You know, I want you to have this this uh, kind story. Of a pro- progression, right? The yeah. story of the yeah. senior year. One mm-hmm. of my favorites with the with the a Mexican restaurant uh, sidewalk was that just two weeks earlier, I had taken a picture of that kid with long hair, long hair. Like, I mean, he looked like Thor. Yeah. Um, on the on the Hillcrest track, and we did it, and it was pouring rain, and it was such an awesome picture. Well, then he cut his hair. Yeah. And so, so we got a picture of him with his long hair and his short hair. You know, so I tell them it's it's a it, you get a story of your senior year, 
and, and, and I tell them, you know, it's, it's super easy. Um, and you don't have to be stressed out about, Oh no, I've got pictures with Brad today because it's just, what, what are you, what were you going to wear if I wasn't coming over? That's what you should wear for the picture. You know? Well, and I think in, uh, kind of this small town that we live in, if you do everything the same as everybody else, mm-hmm. it's really hard to stand out Absolutely. unless you're, unless you're like dirt cheap or you're crazy expensive. It's funny how that can work. Yeah, it can work. I mean, we, you and I both know people We've in this area yeah. that make crazy money charging outrageous prices for, or at least what I consider outrageous. That's just my opinion, but uh, a lot more than I would feel comfortable charging people. But uh, it's funny how that kind of makes you stand out a little bit more. But your take on it, I feel like, is really a fresh perspective. Yeah, it's an totally actual experience yeah, it's a, difference. Absolutely. And, and I uh, different is such a great word mm-hmm. because you can't argue with, is this different or not? Yeah. You can argue with, is Brad better or not? Yeah. There's absolutely room for argument there. Uh, but there isn't room for argument for is Brad different or not. And again, to go back to uh, Stephanie and talking about um, sharing everything out there, could one of my competitors hear this and go, well, it's working for him. I'm going to try it too. Yeah. Sure. But you know what? I bet they'd go, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, 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 <laughs> this is not my typical flow. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they'd go, why does he like doing this? Uh-huh. And, and, and that is, that's what's so great about, and this isn't just photography. This is, Anything in life, I heard somebody say one time that they think that everybody in the world has a small business inside of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you ask yourself, what do I want to do? And then you try to create that world and you and you stay with it, that you will end up getting attracted. To the, the, the right people will start getting attracted to you and you'll be able to keep doing the thing that you want to do. And if you stay pure, if you stay bold and true, uh, you will get, you will connect with exactly the right people. Here's another thing I heard. Um, somebody talking about how we try not to talk too much about our passions because people will be like, oh, freaking Brad and his camera. Everywhere he goes, <laughs> he brings his camera. Oh, geez Louise. Yeah. Guess what? That's true. And mm-hmm. will it turn some people off? Yeah, you know what? It probably will. Yeah. And will those people like, get away from your life because you're annoying yeah they probably will but guess who will get attracted to you and maybe you'll turn off 200 people and you'll attract three but all of a sudden now your life you're surrounded by people with like interests and uh, and you're you're having more fun your, your life is happier oh yeah be yourself do what you want to do don't uh don't cheat don't try i mean sure try what somebody else is doing but as soon as you realize it's not for you let it go Mm-hmm. Um, and, and find your way. I have this on my, my, uh, Instagram bio. It's a line from, I think it's the Ataris in this diary. Yeah. The band, the Ataris yeah. the song in this diary. I think that's the song, but the line is the only thing that matters is just following your heart and eventually you'll finally get it right. Mm-hmm. And that's. I think what we need to have the faith to do. Awesome. Well, I think uh, more of us, if we were brave enough to kind of push the boundaries of what we feel comfortable doing. Can I say one thing about yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. When photography is your your second job, 
you can do that. Yeah, you can. If it was your full-time job, you have less opportunity to take that risk and have that faith. But if it's your second job, you can mess around. You can turn down gigs that uh, that if it was your full-time job, you'd have to take. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of how I felt too when I had my studio is like I kind of had to take whatever came to the door because I was paying people and paying bills and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and where – and I'm a huge believer in, in keeping the photography thing for me, in, mm-hmm. in my situation, keeping it the separate job, you know, the second job, because it's just whatever. I can just do whatever yep. I want. You I know can, what? I don't want to be a photographer for two months now. Yeah, no problem. I'm on hiatus, you know, don't call me. Yeah. But, <laughs> awesome. but I, yeah, it's, it's great to be able to kind of have that flexibility to push those boundaries and. You never know, like you might stumble into something that you really like. Yeah. And that is really new and fresh and different. And maybe somebody's never done it before. I mean, everybody at this point feels like everything's been done. There's no new ideas. I don't feel like that at all. I I would feel that way other than what, to me, an original idea is an idea that is formed by ripping off a little bit from all these other ideas. It's kind of a a mixture of a bunch of different ideas, but... Well, that kind of concludes the interview portion. I really appreciate like all your insights and uh, just kind of getting a peek and a glimpse into your world and how you think as a photographer. Uh, I kind of wanted to transition a little bit to like what are some interesting things that you're into, like that are non-photo related. Uh, like just one, one, even just one. Thing. I hope that that anybody who has listened to all four episodes now uh, goes. Oh, Brad was a joy to listen to and not, holy crap, is this guy ever going to shut up? <laughs> but if you uh, ever, uh, if you needed another example of something that I could, a topic that I could get on that makes a lot of people go, does this guy ever shut up? Is Apple Music. Yeah. I love, um, I, I love, and I don't have Spotify, but same thing. Same yeah. Thing, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I personally like Apple Music, but, but I love making playlists mm-hmm. and, uh, finding a song and sharing it with a friend. And um, to me, like, I remember you, you might, you might go, well, then why do you, you're on the radio. That's, isn't that, is that, uh, is that a, a challenger or whatever to me, radio and, and, and streaming music are two totally different things. Yeah. Streaming radio is, is like having the ultimate CD collection. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but it will never tell you that there's going to be a cool fair going on this weekend, you know, yeah. this Saturday. Or it'll never tell you um, the, uh, I don't know, if you're into celebrity gossip or, or the weather in, even. Exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, you can get that on your app, but, but it will never be that that buddy for you. Like yeah. I'm all about, like a podcast, yeah. you know, um, if anything. Uh, a podcast is more of a, com- a competitor to to my radio gig than than Apple Music is, but even that's not the same because it's not live. Yeah, and it's not um, it's not uh, information being given to you by somebody who's in your same town and and uh, waking up under the same sunrise as you. Yeah. So so um, and I do see some of the playlists you you post as well. They're weird. Share them. Yeah, but. Just so you know, I'm also that kind of person that likes to put those together and share music with, and I don't really have that many people in my life that I can do that to. So you and I can you can kick me some music if you if you find anytime. Something cool. I, you know that that's that's a dangerous invitation yeah. because <laughs> I am a spammer. I am a playlist spammer. I have maybe a dozen people who 
You never know when their phone's going to ring next with some stupid playlist like, I've Whoa, made. You're like, what's this? I'm, I'm really into that. Oh, that's cool, though. Well, that is interesting. My interesting thing for this week is uh, Silver Car. So what is that? Silver Car is an app okay. that I found, and it's a service, while I was in Austin, Texas. So quick story. My wife and I went to go visit my brother and to do a little bit of business down there and uh, never been to Austin. I lived in Dallas when I was first out of high school. I, like did the whole like, I'm moving out, mom. See ya. You know, like went to, to Texas and took a job. That's awesome. It was a great experience, but I don't know if I was really ready for it. Anyway, uh, I get to Austin. It's like 1230 in the morning and... The rental car company had closed at midnight. Mm -hmm. Our flight was delayed out of Salt Lake and whatever. So we didn't have a car. Uh, There was the Le Mans race that week in Austin. There was a Keller Williams real estate conference. And so all the the rental car companies Mm -hmm. were all sold out. So I'm like, okay, I have never used Uber since I live in a small town. Uh, We don't really have the need for Uber. I can almost walk in. Everybody owns a car. Yeah, everybody owns a car. Uh, I ended up downloading the Uber app, getting signed up, and I called an Uber. Well, I'd never done it before, but it was actually a pretty pretty seamless and yeah. pretty painless experience. Got in the car, and the guy's like, oh, hey, sorry to hear about your uh, rental car thing. Here, hands me this card for a rental car company. He's like, here's a new company. They're kind of a startup. They're really cool. They're called Silver Car. They only rent silver Audi A4s. Huh. And I was like, Oh, this is probably going to be like a crazy expensive thing. It's all about niche. It was so cheap. It was the cheapest rental car I've ever had. It was like 200 bucks for four days. And I got a brand new Audi A4 that I got to drive around Austin. Why were they not, um, uh, you know, all rented out? Just because people hadn't heard of them I think they're pretty new. I mean, they had a spot that was right by the airport and they'll come and pick you up or drop you off at the airport or do whatever. So it's not like Uber? It's not like... It's um, not like Uber at all. It's a, it's essentially like Hertz. I mean, it's like a rental car company. Huh. But they have So like they have a, to have branches. Yeah. But they have one in Austin. Yeah, they have one in Austin. They have one in New York. They have one in LA. They have like 13 or 15 uh, places right now. All you have to do, you download the app and you go to wherever the location is. There's almost... No employees. There's like one guy cleaning a car and the other one that's like kind of this customer service person. You literally go up to the car, scan the car, QR code that's on the car with the app, Mm -hmm. and via satellite link, it unlocks the car. Whoa. The keys are in the car. You drive away. Crazy. It was amazing. And it was like the most- It's always funny- Like pleasurable customer service uh, car rental experience I've ever had. It's always funny when there's this thing that- uh, that you haven't done because you're a little scared to try it. And then you do it and you go, why did I never do this before? Like Uber, you know, like Uber or like, I remember a friend gave me, gave me my first iPod. It was the second generation iPod. Yeah. Gave it to me. And back then, I don't know what they were. Were they $400 or something? They were a lot. Yeah. And, and, um, I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And he, and he loaded it with like 70 songs or whatever. And I would listen to those songs, and I'd spin a little tick, 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 and I was like, this is cool. But I, uh, even as a guy who likes gadgets, I was scared to figure it out. I was like, where do I start with this? And, 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 I, and I seriously put it in a drawer. I'm so embarrassed to say that now, but I put it in a drawer and would listen to it sometimes but didn't make it my own. And then one day I saw a guy who was probably twice my age, 
enjoying his iPod. And I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. I got to figure this thing out. And then uh, once I started, an obsession began with that. And I had so many playlists and I had smart playlists. And I would show for fun, whenever I'd meet somebody who worked for Apple, I would show them the the iPod and, and say, go through that for a second and tell me what you think of the organization or whatever. They're like, I've never seen anything like this. Dude. I've never seen <laughs> You took anyone. it to the next level. Yeah. You pulled it out of the drawer. Yeah. And, but, and, and, but yeah, you, we got to try things more often. We do. And I was really glad that I tried Silver Car. Um, so... Interesting enough, I, I was talking with the customer service gal who ended up being our shuttle driver from the rental car place oh, to okay. the airport. Oh, okay. So they have another Audi A4 that's just, just the shuttle car. Like they'll take you, they'll pick you up and take you to their facility. That's funny. They'll even bring a car to you with a chaser vehicle. Wow. Drop it off and drive away. Kind of like Enterprise does, I guess. But uh, she was telling me that Audi, the company, had recently purchased them because oh. they were like, wow, like this is actually a really good market. Uh, we have all the cars that we could literally get at yeah. wholesale, yeah. you know, cost. Oh my gosh. And then we could just flip them once we're done renting them as certified pre-owned cars. And he's like, now, uh, she was telling me now we can introduce the Q series, like the SUV. We can, uh, you know, people want to rent an R8 for a weekend, like one of the really expensive roadsters. You know what I want to know? Cool. I want to know, um, the, the person who came up with it, like, how did they pick the Audi A4, you said? Yeah. How'd they pick the Audi A4? Once they started doing that, how long before Audi found out about it? When Audi found out about it, did they call them and say, well, you're not technically doing anything illegal because you're not using our name in your marketing or anything like that. Uh, and and then when he, they said, we want to buy your company or whatever they did. Yeah. Like, like, I would love to hear that story. Well, now they're opening. And so they have like, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 locations. I don't know exactly, but. Uh, you can download the app and see all the locations. But uh, they're opening 30 more across the United States because it's such a huge response. Like, this is going to be the future of rental car companies. The There's going to be no more kiosk, desk, terrible line crap. You're going to literally walk up to the car and walk away and, or drive away. Two people that I think about when I hear a story like this. One, the ones who own that kiosk desk or work at it. Yeah. Oh, no. They're like, oh, crap, where's my yeah. job going to be? Or... Two, every people like you and me all over the country that go, why didn't I think of that? I know. I know. It, se- it seems like such a simple thing considering all the technology that's available right now, but it's just putting those elements together and yeah. making it kind of come together. I mean, their branding's awesome. Their customer experience was awesome. Their pricing is incredible. They'll give you 30% off your first rental. So I wonder if the founder hard, of it hardly um, anything. like did research to decide – which car it should be, or if that person loved the silver Audi A4. If they personally had a Must passion yeah. for the for the silver Audi A4 and they were like, you know what would be cool? Is if there was a, a company that only rented my favorite car. Like I wonder, just like we were talking about, like coming from somewhere pure, coming from somewhere personal, mm-hmm. did they did they carry on this concept from a very personal place and have it, uh, you know, uh, light a fire? You yeah. Know? Well... Thanks for sharing interesting things. That was um, fun. Yeah, and thanks for being on the podcast. I mean, we covered a lot of ground. We've covered really what kind of what makes us passionate about things and, and the processes that you and I both use. And uh, we definitely want you to like and subscribe, you know, to this podcast. And so if you can, leave us a review. Five stars always helps. Did I leave you a review? You did. I did. I appreciated that. I did. See I knew I thought day. about it. I can't remember if I actually you did. You did, and I appreciate cool. that. 
but yeah, we're also, uh, you know, you can find us on social media. If you go on to, to Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash small town camera podcast. Uh, we have a, you know, we have a Twitter, we have social media, so we're out there. If you just type in uh, small town camera podcast into Google, it should come right up. But yeah, we'd also appreciate it if you'd spread the word. If you tell your other photography friends like, hey, uh, there's this new podcast that just kind of came out. It's all about working with camera people in small towns like like mine. I can't imagine somebody uh, who is starting a company or thinking about starting a photography company not loving every episode of this. Yeah. You're going to take away so many neat ideas. Well, but that's the hope. You know, we'll see where it goes. We're going to, I I already told my wife, I'm going to commit to doing this weekly podcast. You know, I may miss a week here or there, but uh, weekly podcast for the next two years and just see where it goes. You want to hit a hundred episodes. want to hit a hundred episodes. And see, and see where yeah. it goes from there. Yep. Just see where we're at. No matter what, what, you're going to hang in there for a hundred yep. episodes. Yep. I'm, I'm all in for a hundred episodes. So uh, we'll see on the other side of that, I guess. But thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Thanks, John.